0: Hi, my name is Shloma Salsa, founder of Purpose Creates Impact, host of the Teenage Impact podcast, where you will find the inspiration to get over your struggles as a teenage kid. I was bullied, had anxiety, depression, had friends pass away, and battled confidence issues for a majority of my life. Whether you have the same issues as me, feel lonely, face challenges in your home, or in school, I'm going to be interviewing people who overcame these struggles, and provide you with tips on how you can overcome yours. By the end of this episode, I want you to rate and comment on what you think of the podcast. This will allow the podcast to be ranked higher and serve more teenagers. Hi everyone, this is Shloma Salson, the host of the Teenage Impact podcast and today i have laura ego chiaga how are you laura
1: i'm doing amazing my man thank you so much for having me on today
0: were you were you um tuning in from houston
1: yeah i actually just moved to houston as you can see like i have nothing set up yet like i literally just moved last week
0: oh that's awesome yeah uh laura and i were speaking and um uh, we we Well, she moved out of Tampa, but I live in Tampa and I met her a couple of times and she has truly an inspirational story on her and she's built an impact on so many people. She's traveled the country speaking and she's really growing her business and started at 16 years old and from a lot of struggles. I know you're talking about how you your mom left you at seven. You and your dad, correct? Yeah. So tell us the story on what happened.
1: Um, so so pretty much when I was like seven years old, um, my mom just like dipped out on me and my dad. She actually like literally, she told us she was going on vacation um, and she just left and never came back. Um, then later on, my dad found out like she actually got remarried three days later, like wow. from the date three days later she got remarried.
0: How, how did that make you feel then or were you too young to comprehend anything?
1: Um, I think I was too young to understand it and to be honest like my dad um, kept a lot of things from me not to to not hurt me you know because he understood how young I was and at the time it made me really frustrated. I was really frustrated with my dad because I just felt like there was no transparency. I felt like I was not betrayed, but like lied to, or something like. I I don't. I can't really describe it. Um, it's really hard for me to describe. I haven't haven't gone back to those memories in a really long time. You know.
0: Wow! Wow! And where were you born?
1: I was born in uh, Lima, Peru.
0: Oh, okay. So, what age did you come from Peru to the United States?
1: When I was four years old.
0: Okay. So that was three years later. And what state did you move into?
1: I'm always straight to Tampa Florida. I never left Tampa Florida. This is actually my first time leaving Tampa Florida. Um I've always that's always been my base. Um I'm only going to be in Houston for like, till like December. Um but it's my first like move leaving like my family and stuff like that.
0: That's pretty awesome. And then um growing up in Tampa Florida uh at 7 years old your mom left you. How was it like growing up without a mom and you said your dad was working too right yeah
1: so pretty much um so when it first happened my dad's uh mom my grandma came out here from uh from Peru and um she was like taking care of me and like I don't actually remember this but my dad told me like last year because I just went back to Peru to reconnect with them and her last year, he told me that I treated her really bad. Um, that I, that he thought that I felt like she was trying to replace uh, whether it be my mom or my grandma from my mom's side of the family because I was really close to my grandma, and my mom's side of the family. Like, my mom didn't really raise me. My gram, my, my mom's mom raised me. Um, and I think that's till this day. I think that was the biggest heartbreak for me when when my parents got um, the, when my parents left each other um, was the fact that my dad kept me from my mom's side of the family, like my my grandma and my grandpa. Um, that that like hurt me a lot. Uh
0: huh. Did you have? I I know when we were speaking, you said that you didn't really get bullied. You were the person bullying, not other people was that correct
1: yeah i was i was definitely like growing up i was definitely the bully um i i was just hurting so much that like i was trying to make other people hurt along with me I feel like but like there there was other people that would look that would would tell you about me and be like no Laura's the nicest person or Laura's always got a smile on her face or all this stuff but like really I look back on it and I was like fucking in so much pain Mm
0: -hmm. And, and what type of insecurities did you have
1: um I wasn't I don't know if it was like insecurities I don't I don't really know because, like, I was, like, a popular kid. Like, people liked me. Um, and I was out. Like, like ever since I was in, like, fourth grade, everybody, like, kind of knew I was gay. And then, like, once sixth grade hit, I was like, I'm a fucking lesbian.
0: Uh-huh. You
1: know? It wasn't, like, a gay thing. Um, one, like, one thing that really actually I was really insecure about was um, people coming up to me and be like, are you a boy or a girl? Like, that bothered me for a really long time. It really made me feel really uncomfortable. Uh Uh, And I just learned to, like, be numb to that.
0: Okay. And so you're pretty honest from the beginning, which a lot of people have a hard time up until probably 22, 23, sometimes even later. So that's good for you.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I was always – I always dressed differently. Like, since I was a kid, dude. Honestly, because my dad didn't really have much control over me, and, like, my mom was out of the picture, I really got to choose what I wanted to express myself Mm -hmm. like, you know? And um, up until I was, like, 14, really, that's when my dad, like, started putting his foot down. He was like, you're not going to be like this, and he would, like, he would literally take my clothes and throw them away, like like it was, it was, it got to that bad of a point. Um, to the point where like when I was 14, when I was 13, 14, my dad calls my mom after like seven years of my dad saying, you're never going to see your daughter. You left her. You don't fucking deserve to see her. Then my, then I tell my dad I'm fucking gay when I'm like 14 and my dad calls my mom and he's like, you need to take your daughter. (laughs) That was, that was like the first, uh, first time I got to I I was allowed to see my mom was when I fed up with the fact that um, I hadn't came out you know and he shit that's
0: that's after seven years right
1: yeah
0: wow and uh did anyone ever um pick on you on that aspect of your life or accepted you that you were gay Did people ever pick on you, or they accepted it, and they accepted you as a friend?
1: Well, no, I had some people, like, that were like, no, I can't associate myself with that. Yeah, like, it was definitely a thing. It wasn't like I fucking, everything was okay, but there was people that were okay with it, and Mm -hmm. I just didn't pay much attention to people that that weren't okay with it, because eventually, around and honestly the people that did make fun of me ended up being gay
0: yeah that's it's it works like that because now that I look back at it when I was when I was younger and I got bullied a lot uh for I guess the way I spoke and my religion and my ethnicity I still talked to some of my friends back then I used to tell them you should you know really be tough on me but they themselves are going through some type of struggle as well. So people who pick on other people, it's not that they want to. It's really because they're going through something themselves.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it it really blew my mind um, because I didn't realize that they were also gay until like, what, at least 10, 10 years later?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, like 10 years later. Wow. It's crazy. Um, it's crazy how life works, man.
0: Yeah. And then I know you mentioned that, um, that sometimes in school you felt dumb. Tell us yeah. a little bit more about that.
1: Um, so I, I'm actually super fucking smart, but, um, I, because I wasn't a good test taker, um, um, I got put into like really dumb classes. I actually had to um, go out of my way and put myself into AP classes in high school Uh uh, because like I, I understood the system and I knew that I needed to be in those classes to have a weighted GPA um, to be able to get a 4.0 or higher, you know? So I got that. And um, so I, I had to go out of my way and I, I had to get, um, the administration to give me approval to get into higher classes, but, um, I, I still had like, like remedial, um, reading classes. Like I was in like, I have issues with comprehending reading. I'm dyslexic. Um, so I have a learning disability, but that doesn't mean I was stupid. And my teachers would actually bully me.
0: What? Like
1: I re- Yeah, dude, I remember in fucking um, middle school, seventh grade, I had this teacher, his name was Mr. Denmark, it was like history or geography or something like that, and he would make fun of me, like, because of the way I looked, um, because, like, yeah, to my face and in front of the whole class, and the whole class would laugh. That's sad. It was super fucking sad. One time I came home crying and my dad was like, what happened? And I explained it to him. And he was like, so ready to go to the fucking school and complain. And I was just like, it's not worth it. Like, I had to talk my dad out of it. And then I had teachers that were super fucking homophobic. Um, and and this is, were,
0: I'm assuming we're around the same age. So this is probably in the... Um, this is
1: my middle school. so this is like 2006
0: to 2008 2009 ish probably Um, something like that. okay wow sad and um yeah I was in intensive reading class I hated that
1: yeah and I think um I do have um because we're both smart smart. my thing is like it's not even that like yeah I'm dyslexic yeah I have trouble reading but I can focus if it's a good fucking book. Right? Yeah. Like I can focus, comprehend. Uh-huh. Um, but if it's boring with school and people that have learning disabilities and are put in like remedial classes, it's probably because it's fucking boring. You know, you're not making it entertaining enough, you know?
0: So true. And, you know, for the longest time, I thought I was, I had trouble focusing and reading. I was good at everything else. I was good at math for sure. And then I've got reading, I always got ones. I don't think, Ones and twos. I always got ones and twos in my FKAT reading. But after See, college.
1: I barely passed <laughs> Like
0: <laughs> I barely, like I thought I, thought I was going to fail. But then after college, I realized I'm actually, I love reading. But I just hated what they gave me to read.
1: You know, what's crazy is like I would fail my language arts and English classes, you know. Um, and now I'm a copywriter. You know, now I write. I literally write. Um, copy that convinces people to purchase products mm-hmm. like, that's what I do for a living that's crazy I think about that <laughs> like isn't that crazy and then I also in college I failed my uh, public speaking class like completely <laughs> and I literally now travel the world and talk to people also for a living it
0: doesn't matter where you uh, come from or start it's, it matters how you finish
1: in that process and also like it matters if you give a fuck <laughs> like <laughs> it matters if it's interesting to you it matters if you're doing it because of impact if there's a mission behind it if it's if there's if it's your purpose uh-huh. you know what I'm saying. Like, I'm sorry, I just wasn't interested in school, man. I actually checked out of school on my junior year of high school when I I made my first $20,000 online at 16, 17 years old in six months. And I decided that time that I was like, there's no reason for me to go to school for this, for like for anything.
0: That's probably more more than what you made than people with college degrees.
1: That's more than what my teachers made. (laughs) Like, in the amount of time that I made that money, it was more than what my teachers were getting paid for what the money they were making. And I knew that. And I was like, I I need to fucking focus on this internet shit.
0: Let's go go back to your 16 year old self when um, you want to start an online business because you wanted a nice car. Mm-hmm. And your dad said, No, it wasn't
1: even a nice car. It was just, I just wanted a car. <laughs> like, yeah,
0: because all your friends were driving, had a license, and then you asked your dad, Can I have a car? He said, Nope, we can't afford it. And then yeah. that's started grinding, right?
1: Yeah, man. So my dad. So pretty much, let's start when I was fourteen because the idea really started when I was fourteen. So bro, I think I was fourteen when two thousand eight twenty two thousand nine happened. Um, the economic recession. Uh, and that's when I realized we were fucking. We had no money. We we're probably at the bottom of the totem pole um and I looked around because my dad took on massive debt to be able to keep up appearances and make sure I was still in like uh okay school district and whatnot so I look around and like I don't see people suffering as much as we're suffering you know um and I also see my friends are getting brand new Mercedes brand new BMWs and um I'm just here like, fuck. Okay. So I wasn't even allowed to get like the new Xbox or like a new Xbox games. Um, because we didn't have money. My dad was just always telling me, I don't have money. I don't have money. I don't have money. Um, so I thought to myself and I was like, okay, you don't have money right now, but if I don't ask you for something for the next two years, there's got to be some type of money there, right? Because I didn't ask for anything. You're not giving it to me. So we might have money. I, I didn't comprehend how money really worked and how business worked at that time or jobs or anything like that. I just thought like, we have money, you know? Um, So 16 comes around, haven't asked for anything. I've been a good girl. And uh, I'm like, all right, dad, where's my car? I'm getting my car right <laughs> like what? I don't have money. What? And I'm just like, what do you mean? I haven't fucking asked you for anything. I was so upset, dude. I felt like a fucking failure. I felt like a loser. I felt like um I felt embarrassed of my family's situation, my own situation. Um and so I called my mom. I'm like, mom, <laughs> I haven't seen you in like seven fucking years. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> <laughs> buy me a car to make it up for me. <laughs> like like I promise I won't hold the grudge if you buy me a car. And what were the
0: exact words? Was it like, uh, no, or did she?
1: It was a laughter. <laughs> like she laughed in my face and was like, "No, I can't afford a car. Are you crazy?" And I'm just like, "Are you fucking serious, mom? Like, are you serious? Like that's all I want." And she's like, "No," and that's that's literally what happened. Um. So I end up going online, and I ended up looking up how to make money online on Google. And I ended up finding this affiliate marketing company, and I made my first $20,000 in six months. And I bought my first car, Cash.
0: Cash. at 16 years old. What kind Mm -hmm. of car
1: was it? It was a 2002 Honda Civic XE, or E.
0: That was my first car too. Well, not two thousand two. It was nineteen.
1: That's the fully loaded one with the sunroof. What? You're yeah, I you had know. the baddest fucking whip, dude. And guess what's funny as fuck about it? As soon as I paid the guy on Craigslist, it broke down. Like literally, as soon as I handed the guy money, the guy leaves, the car broke down. It overheated.
0: Did you call the guy? Like back? on
1: my way home. I called the guy back, he paid for the repairs, and I got my fucking car, like, a week later after it was fixed, but, um, it was the best car ever, dude, like, I'll never forget it, limo tint windows, um, it was silver, um, smoked so many fucking blunts in that shit, (laughs) like, it was lit, bro. I was like a little trap star out of that car.
0: And how did your dad feel? How did your dad feel about um, what was his reaction when you paid for a $20,000 car all with cash?
1: No, 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 no. I made $20,000. The car was like probably like eight G's.
0: What was your dad's reaction?
1: My dad was super proud of me, dude. My dad was super fucking proud of me because I was able to pay for the car and I was able to pay for years of insurance up front. Good for you. Thanks, now,
0: man. You You're learning this online business stuff and you're kind of, you know, becoming financially stable by yourself as a teenage kid. While most parents are struggling to pay for the kid, you're actually paying for yourself. What was the process like after that? Did you continue your on online business?
1: So the company actually shut down and it ended up being a Ponzi scheme. It was shut down by the government. Um, so the reason why I made 20000 in six months was because there was no seventh month. Like I would have kept making money, but, but the company shut down. So I couldn't make more money. Dude. I was getting $1,000 checks every week, like left and right type shit. Um, and you know, after that, it really shook me. It made me really nervous. Um I was really scared because I didn't know what to do. Because so, so this company already had websites, already had copies, already had a product to sell, right? They just needed traffic. And I would, I helped get that traffic and i helped them sell their product. Um so when I didn't have that anymore. I had to really reverse engineer what they were doing and how I can do it for myself. So at that point in time, I was a kid. I didn't know any better. I thought it was just a fact that it was a website. I was like, okay, I didn't teach myself how to code. And if I teach myself how to code, I'll start making fucking thousand dollars a week again, you know, and It didn't fucking work like that. But I did teach myself how to code. Um, I taught myself how to build websites. Um, And then I realized, like, okay, I have this website up. It's not doing anything. It's not making me any money. I think it did make me some money off of, like, Google AdSense. But it was, like, what, $6 maybe? Mm -hmm. It was back then. Um, But, you know, my thing was I needed to learn how to make a service so that really was the beginning of how i learned about seo web development um paid traffic uh analytics you know because i I had to create these separate streams of income and then at the time i was also working on um odesk which is now called upwork um and freelancer.com i don't know if you know
0: Yes, I heard of it. So for those who don't know, it's it's a website anyone can go to and do some extra gigs.
1: Yeah, you can you can get paid to do whatever. Um so I was actually on there um bidding on projects and I realized my competition were people in India that don't value a dollar, you know, like to them a dollar is fucking holy shit, I'm gonna yeah. fucking eat like a thing you know? Um, and I live in America and that's how, how that shit works. (laughs) So I realized I was selling, underselling the fuck out of my services. Um, and then I got, I think it was like, I was just, I think it was an ad on YouTube and it was just like, um, make money by selling to local business owners. And that just like light bulb. Um, and that's when I realized um, when I should, that's when I started my agency, um, biggest issue then was the fact that I didn't actually know how to sell. I didn't know how to convey a message of how valuable something was to a business owner and convince them to actually purchase it, right? Purchase my services. Um, so that was like a whole uphill battle because I failed miserably when I first launched Vibe Tech. Um. And I ended up getting a job at Nielsen. And um, this was after graduating. You got Oh, yeah. This was after graduating. Um, yeah, it was probably like a year after graduation.
0: Mm-hmm. You went to USF?
1: No. Um, I went to HCC, but I dropped out like three credits short of my AA. Uh, because I was just like, I, because I was trying to really prove to my dad that I don't need a college degree to be successful. My dad told me my whole life, like, you need a college degree. You're nobody without a college degree. I'm like, watch this bitch. <laughs> 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 Which now, you know, he, the first time he ever seen me, he seen me talk, he was like, wow, you really fucking did it. You know?
0: Good and for you. Good for you, you, Laura. That's. That's pretty amazing. And now you're speaking everywhere.
1: Literally everywhere. Um, I, Last year, I went back to Peru. I actually spoke with Congress. It was, it's like, that wouldn't have happened if I didn't make the choices that I made mm-hmm. in my life. You know, like, Congress, dude. Congress of a fucking country. <laughs> like, think about that shit, dude. Like. Perspective, man. Perspective.
0: You, you know why I like you so much is because you're confident in your own skin and you're conf, uh, confident in your own body. But were you always as confident in your own body in middle school and high school? Yeah. You were? I,
1: I really was. Um,
0: or was this was, something you had to work towards eventually?
1: in middle school and high school I was uh because I had already so I actually like went low-key viral on YouTube when I was in early like sixth grade I think it was Uh um I had a video that had like 65,000 plus views um and the comment section was really really bad um That's probably where I got most of my bullying from when I was a kid, dude. Like, the comment section on YouTube.
0: The video's viral
1: and gets bullied online.
0: (laughs) What was the video about?
1: You remember Fred? Fred, no. All right, so there's this, like, YouTube sensation named Fred. Um, And I was just mocking him. Mm -hmm. Like, I made a parody video. And then, like, and he has all his fans and then, like, his fans. Like, he was a big time star. Like, he ended up getting a deal with Disney. That's how big of a YouTube star he was. Um, and I think he was, like, if not, if not the first, one of the first YouTube sensations. Um, anyway, all his followers went and fucking just bashed the shit out of my video. They're like, are you a boy or a girl? Are you fucking lesbian dyke? Like, so, so much bad things. Oh my god. I ended up being able the comments, but, like, it was really bad. So so that's where I got my confidence from like I need to be okay with who I am. But it also like I didn't really love myself until recently dude. Like probably in the last 3 years I've really gotten into loving myself. And, and like loving the skin that I'm in, even though back then you ask anybody from the outside, they were like, yeah, Lord's fucking confidence fuck. But inside I was not, I portrayed confidence, but I didn't actually believe it.
0: There's a difference. You know? Yeah. And what got you to that point of inner confidence?
1: Um, so my great grandma died and, um, I really had to check my lifestyle. Um, I was very addicted to drugs. I was doing bad things. Um, I was in a very toxic relationship. One day after my grandma died, I had this dream with her um, and she pretty, we didn't talk. It was, there was no speaking. It was like telepathic stuff that was happening. Um, and she's like ha- holding, she's sitting, we're sitting in her dining room and, uh, she's like holding her bag, uh, or my bag, my bag of drugs. I had a duffel bag filled with fucking drugs, like, like pounds, of weed, and it's a whole bunch of other shit. Um, and she's like holding it. And then, um, on the table is my laptop. And it's like, she's, she was telling me like, you don't need to do this. Go focus back over there focus on that. Because at that point, after I graduated high school, um, there was like a year or two or three that I was really lost. I was very lost doing stupid shit, like doing drugs. It it was really bad. I mean, that's when that happened. and, and, And I had that dream and then I was super depressed, like super fucking depressed. My, my, my best friend, um robbed me set me up set me up to get robbed at gunpoint i got robbed like i think it was like it was over 10 g's at gunpoint
0: and, and your best friend did this
1: and my best friend did this and then another best friend set me up to get jumped by this just, is just dumb just dumb stuff man just super dumb stuff And um, I decided, like, this isn't the life that I need to live. This is not my purpose. This is I need to do something, change this around. Um, I'm not happy. Um, So I woke up one day. I broke up with my girlfriend. um, And I decided to change my life. And slowly but surely, I changed my life.
0: And what was your first step after breaking up with your girlfriend?
1: First step after breaking up with my girlfriend was getting fit. I lost a shitload of weight. Um. Actually, now I've gained it back, but that's just from fucking stress and like building a business and shit. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but the first step, what I did, lose a lot of weight. Um, and I just started uh focusing on on perfecting my skill sets. You know. Um, and when I was with my girlfriend, I had my agency. Like I had, I had, I was already doing work like that um but she wasn't like backing me she wasn't like oh yeah go get clients she was more like no spend time on me like focus on me and i'm just like i can't do that dude like mm-hmm. i don't don't want this life dude like i want to be better i deserve better i need to be better.
0: then you start to go all in in your business
1: mhm yeah and that was a journey in itself man because um it didn't happen overnight, man. Um, so my big takeoff year was 2017. Uh, that's when I went from zero to six figures in uh, seven months. Um, and that was only because a year before that I was working at a car dealership, bro. So I worked for Nielsen for like two years, um, with a $45,000 a year salary. So I had a salary. I I was fucking taken care of. I had benefits. I had fucking health care. I had all that shit. And uh, my cousin calls me, or I see. I I was at Top Golf with my cousin, and my cousin at the time was the new car director of this uh, dealership in Tampa called Wesley Chapel Nissan, and um, he we were at Top Golf, and he was with one of his like finance managers or something like that. And they were talking about how they need new salespeople. And at that point in time, my mindset was like, I need to learn sales. And I knew that no book was going to teach me that no book was going to tell me how to do sales. So I like literally had to beg this guy. I had to beg my cousin to fucking hire me as a salesperson. And like, look at me, bro. Like when you think a car salesperson, you don't think of me. (laughs) like You know what I'm saying? So he had to like, make that executive decision on him and you know if i would have failed like yeah, i was on him you know that would make him look bad and i thank god he took that chance on me because that changed my life because they had already bought a program for the entire sales department which was the grant cardone sales training um i don't know if you know who grant cardone is yes. so i was taught by grant cardone the steps to a sale, the psychology behind a sale. I was taught all of that. Now granted it was car sales, but I knew I could leverage that and use it for my um, agency. And that's exactly what I did, man. I worked car sales for seven months, man. Um, Commission only. And one day I fucking was like, I actually went Facebook live. It's still on there. Like literally the day I quit, and I started my agency the next day and like fucking, or like I went back full time into my agency mm-hmm. and yeah, man, it took me seven months, but I hit six figures. That's pretty and awesome. Now, now we're having fucking $100,000 months, man.
0: <laughs> $100,000 months. You have any employees?
1: I have two business partners mm-hmm. and seven um, remote people.
0: Awesome. Now, now, Laura, what tips do you have for um, someone in middle school, high school? They're going through a rough time. Their parents might be divorced, family not making that much money, and um, they feel trapped. What advice do you have for them?
1: Wake the fuck up. <laughs> it's nobody's fault but yours. Um, if you feel trapped, there's a reason for it, and you need to overcome that. Mm-hmm. Like. There's no excuse, you know, like if you want better for yourself, you got to go get better for yourself. You know, you either, you need to learn a high income skill, especially now with automation, man. Automation is not a joke. It's here and it's going to take your fucking job point blank. Why? Because me as a business owner, I'd rather pay um, for a robot one time than pay for you every single month. It just makes sense. So how do you separate yourself from minuscule tasks? Because that's, that's what most employees do. They do minuscule tasks. Okay? So you need to learn a high-income skill. Learn copywriting. Learn um, how to make people money. That's what you need to learn. Because a robot might be able to maintain something. That doesn't mean that they're going to be able to make you money. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, People call me literally because they know that I can make them money. you feel me it's gonna cost them, but it's just an investment. you feel me
0: and Laura's a perfect example she she literally the parents did not have any money. her mom left her she didn't talk to her mom for about seven years. she wanted a car and she went ahead and got a car. She didn't sit around and cry about it. she said, "Let me do something about my life and She's had many damn moments, like um, two, three years of being depressed and being betrayed by her friends. But she could have laid around and cried about it. But instead, she got up and did something about it and made stuff happen.
1: And don't get it twisted. Like, I did lay around and cry about it for a second. You know, like, I had to acknowledge my feelings if i didn't acknowledge my feelings that then i would have had some other type of traumatic fucking shit going on you Mm -hmm. know you do have if you're hurting acknowledge that you're fucking hurting but also acknowledge that you're strong enough to overcome that shit
0: Mm -hmm. anyone can overcome
1: anything exactly
0: and what about what advice do you have for someone who knows they're gay but they don't want to come out because they're afraid of maybe what parents would think or what friends would think or society would think.
1: Does it matter? Like, do you really want those people in your life if Mm -hmm. they judge you based on your sexuality? I don't. I mean, it comes down to the person, man, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but I, why, why do I have to be fake? You Mm -hmm. know? I'm so against that, man. Like, you shouldn't hide yourself for any reason. You should be who you are, period. You deserve that. You have one life to live. Why hide anything? You know? Be who you fucking are.
0: Be who you are. That's, that is key. There's only one person like you in the world, and that's you. So be proud of it. It doesn't matter who you are, how you are. If your friends are really true to you, they will accept you for who you are.
1: Yeah, they're not really your friends if they don't, right? Like, I learned that a lot of people I thought were my friends were not. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, they were definitely not. I love it. Guys, if you've been hearing snoring the whole time, it's my puppy.
0: (laughs) The cutest thing ever.
1: Look at her. (laughs) Her name's
0: Betty. Follow her on Instagram. Oh my gosh. <laughs> She's like, why are you waking me up? I'm trying to go yeah. sleep. <laughs> trying to sleep. Yeah.
1: All she does is
0: sleep. Laura, wh- where can people find you?
1: Um, you can find me on Instagram at Laura Ego Chega, L-A-U-R-A-E-G-O-C-H-E-A-G-A.
0: That's awesome. And for those who are tuning in for the first time, if you're on iTunes, go ahead and rate and review my podcast, The Teenage Impact, trying to inspire as many teenagers as possible to get over whatever struggle they're going in life, because we all know that we all have a challenge, and we can overcome that challenge, and we should never fight alone. We make up in a group people who are going through these different struggles in life, And why keep your stories hidden when you can impact more people? So thank you, Laura, for doing so.
1: Thank you, my man, for having me. I think what you're doing here is literally remarkable. And um, I think you're going to positively impact like literally millions of lives because this, even if it's 10 years from now, you know what I'm saying? This is still going to be around.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And, what, what we spoke about today is going to stay true. Like there's, it's not a time thing. It's evergreen. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like the principles will always be around no matter what happens.
0: Absolutely. Take care.
1: Later.